welcome to the Thrive Subscribe Podcast, where we inspire you, challenge you, and give you the tools you need to transform your pharmacy practice. We'll help you to thrive with new and old revenue streams so you too can succeed with your patients and your business. Now let me turn you over to your host today, Dr. Randy McDonough. Good morning, everyone. This is uh, Randy McDonough and with uh, Thrive Subscribe and our uh, Friday morning podcast. And I'm very excited today to talk to a colleague and someone I have a lot of respect for, Cody Clifton. And Cody is the coordinator of quality assurance and best practices for CPESN USA, but he's also a practitioner. And so I'm going to have Cody kind of give his background. So Cody, my first question for you is you can help um, the listeners um, understand what you're doing right now, but tell us about your current role as a practitioner, but also as a staff member with CPS in USA, and also the work you're doing with Flip the Pharmacy. Hi, Randy. Thanks for having me on this morning with you. Uh, just to tell you a little bit about my role right now um, with Moose Pharmacy, as that's where I'm a current practicing pharmacist, um, I get to see patients day in and day out in that really that local relationship play a huge role. I was just on a phone call yesterday with a couple of patients and about doing comprehensive medication reviews. And it really goes to show you that local relationship that you can have with patients in a local community pharmacy setting. Um, and, and the fact that one patient had only filled maybe 6% of their medications with us at Moose Pharmacy. And um, throughout the conversation that I had with this patient, she was just talking about how much respect she had for Moose Pharmacy and um, thought about coming to Moose Pharmacy moving forward just because they have a longstanding name within the community. So um, it's really great to see that that longstanding relationship with patients in the community go a very long way. Um, so within Moose Pharmacy, um, I do practice within the site, and then also I'm this residency site coordinator for our two residents at the pharmacy, too. And so it really lends a, a couple different perspectives, really, um, that I'm able to see. Um, number one, um, on the staffing side, you can just really see the value that you bring to the table to these patients that are really trying to manage a lot of different complex conditions. So at Moose Pharmacy, we've we have about 50 to 60% of our patients enrolled into a medication adherence program where we are calling these patients monthly and being very proactive about their health care. And so this allows us a, a huge opportunity to change our um, model and our workflows on how we're looking at these patients every month. So it frees up the time that we're um, verifying prescriptions in a sense in this appointment-based model type of um, practice here so that we can identify medication-related problems for patients and provide those true interventions that patients may need and also helping them to connect with other resources out there that um, can be a little bit hard to maneuver for patients and even community pharmacies too, uh, going around like social determinants of health. Uh, if patients don't have food access or maybe they don't have transportation. And um, one of the big services that we do at Moose Pharmacy is we deliver patients medications because a lot of them are homebound. Um, and I was just talking with a couple of delivery drivers yesterday, and it's, it's really sad um, to know about their living conditions out there. 
So if we can make a little part of their life easier by delivering their medications in a, in a way that's easy for them to manage, um, that's one aspect that Moose Pharmacy um, really plays a huge role in. Um, on the other side, um, I mentioned that I uh, am the site coordinator here at Moose Pharmacy for our residents, and it's really neat to see residents come in um, from being a fresh student pharmacist and learning what all community pharmacy can do. And I think that's where um, a, a lot of uh, student pharmacists, as we do a lot of precepting here too, have a, a huge opportunity to learn exactly what all community pharmacy can do for patients and be a successful career. So I'm excited to talk with you a little bit more about uh, the what I see community pharmacy doing moving forward. But um, to go along with the question here about what I do with CPSN USA. So I do have this practicing component here, which is so important. Um, I don't think I would be as successful um, within the CPSN USA organization if I did not have this ability to staff the pharmacy. And that's one of my favorite things to do in my spare time at Moose Pharmacy is to staff the pharmacy and see these patients come in. And so that lends me the ability to get uh, a realistic understanding of what community pharmacies are going through on a day-to-day -day basis. So as the coordinator of quality assurance and best practices within CPSN USA, I'm able to recommend some of the um, workflow initiatives or innovations that um, we see happening within the pharmacy today. And um, with saying that, I know at Moose Pharmacy, we don't have everything perfect and it's, we're always learning along the way. So uh, we're always taking feedback from others that are coming into the pharmacy too. But within the, the role of, of CPSN USA, uh, I have the, the fortune to uh, help shape the best practices that these pharmacies are um, doing and provide recommendations to um, to them based on different service offerings that they could potentially be uh, providing to their patients. And uh, the, the really neat thing about this is that most of the services that, that pharmacies are providing currently in the community-based pharmacy space are so valuable. And um, I don't think all the pharmacies realize that at this point. We're all still trying to understand um, uh, how we can market ourselves to payers and um, other partners and all. And so it's really just telling our story at the end of the day of what we can do as community pharmacies and building on that local relationship and providing that great care to patients. And I'm very lucky to work with um, a lot of different colleagues um, in advancing community-based pharmacy practice. You know, um, it's been my dream to be in a position such as this ever since I was a cashier at uh, Duncan's Pharmacy in Walnut, Mississippi. Um, so it's really cool to see how everything has transpired um, over the course of the past three years to be in this position today to help community pharmacy be sustainable in the future. I appreciate that, Cody. I tell you, it's exciting just to work with you, but also the excitement and energy you bring to um, everything that you do. I mean, it's been a privilege for me to, to work with you. And some things that you you said is, you know, having that realistic understanding, because we know that pharmacy is going through a lot of changes. It's not just pharmacy, it's it's healthcare in general. But community pharmacy in particular has been hit pretty hard because of the reimbursement that's been really um, focused on product more than on patient services. And that's one of the things you talked about too, is how valuable all the services that community pharmacists already provide uh, to their patients and to the community. I think people don't realize just how valuable they are. And, and the concern you have is if you do lose a pharmacy in a community, you lost a very valuable person and resource um, that people will miss, which 
gets to the last thing that I, I want to address is you said something about telling our story and and it's interesting that you you say that because yesterday in a program that I was giving, um, it, I was discussing how I was given an article about the the bleak outlook of pharmacy jobs in general. I've heard that you know salaries are being reduced for starting grads quite a bit. And uh, then you and I just talked about, you know, the NCPA and, and some of the work that they've done about the concern that independent owners have about keeping their doors open. So tell me, Cody, from your perspective, how do we write our new story? How do we say that, you know what? Yeah, we got the stuff that might be happening, but that's if we're on the old model. And so really we're trying to create a new future for community pharmacies. So can you give us some um, information about what you think about the future? Certainly, Randy. Uh, I think that's a great question. I, I think that's where community pharmacies are struggling the most is how do I keep my doors open? And it goes back to um, holding on until we are able to continue to tell our story a little bit better. And I think that's where we're at currently with community pharmacy as we begin to get down the road of branching out of becoming less of less focused on the product dispensing side of things and getting to the services. I, I can tell you, um, I was a student pharmacist not too long ago, and uh, one of my first com annual conventions that I ever went to was at NCPA, and I think I was a, our third year at the time. And it's just incredible to see how the trajectory of pharmacy has changed just in the course of probably five years. Um, I know when I went to the convention, it was a lot of discussion about um, DIR fees, and uh, I don't even think GRE fees actually existed at the time, but there's a lot of the talk about pharmacy benefit managers. And I was thinking at the time, I was like, my goodness, I don't even think that there's going to be a job for me whenever I get out of uh, pharmacy school just because of all this negative talk at the annual convention. And then fast forward to a couple of years down the road, and um, there's this new shiny object there, and that shiny object is CPSN USA. And it was just incredible to see the conversation and how it had changed in just probably three short years there about, okay, now we're concerned about the pharmacy benefit manager still. That's so important. But how do we transition and start proving our value in a different way? And I think that's really where we're headed with community pharmacy. And I think that's where we are right now. I think CPSN USA is the answer to um, our success as as a future of a profession within community-based pharmacy, just because within community-based pharmacy, we're able to um, utilize that discussion with the patient and, and that touch point with the patient each month through the dispensing aspect. But then let's leverage that dispensing aspect and help them with all the other services that we can provide, whether that's um, just sitting down for a few minutes and providing extensive education about hypertension or diabetes with the patients. Um, and it doesn't even have to be um, a very long conversation. You can make a huge impact in just a few minutes. And so in, in order to us to be able to step away from the bench a little bit more, we've got to get comfortable with being able to expand our roles as a pharmacy staff too. Um, so I know that's something that we're currently working on, Randy, um, together is how do we um, help pharmacies understand to bring up their staff to where they need to be today, and then let's start building out all the different services that um, each of the staff members can can provide. 
And that way, um, if we can get other staff members within the pharmacies involved, like delivery drivers and technicians, then we get to expand um, what their their offerings are and let them practice at the top of their license. And that allows pharmacists to even practice at the top of their license what we went to school to do was to provide uh, that great patient care. We didn't go to school just to uh, verify prescriptions all day. And I think that's one thing that we're helping everybody understand right now. Um, We've got to be able to uh, talk about everything that we're doing and and providing those services. So I think the future of community-based pharmacy is very bright. I think that um, the the trajectory that we're on, we're within CPSN USA, we're almost up to 2,500 pharmacies now. It's pretty incredible to see that happen over the course of three years, uh, probably even a little bit less than that, actually, as we became a formal organization. So I think um, everybody understands the value um, that CPSN brings to the table as we are able to go um, to payers and partners and say, this is exactly what we're doing within our pharmacies. And it's really enlightening, enlightening too, to see uh, that conversation transpire too, because what these payers are thinking of pharmacies as they're just the dispensing model. Uh, they're thinking about all the big box stores and what they're doing, um, and and not really what all the different services that community pharmacies can provide. So it's very exciting to to be a part of that movement there. So uh, that's within the community pharmacy space, and I, I think patients they're going to completely rely on community pharmacies moving forward. All of us have heard, or most of us have heard so far, that pharmacies see patients about 35 times per year compared to three and a half times per year from their provider, their primary care provider. And really, that's so much opportunity for us to impact the patient's um, care and just a little bit at a time, too. So what payers are so interested in is this ability for pharmacies to follow up. And I can tell you that um, that ability to follow up really boils down to that patient relationship. And um, you know, one thing that I tell student pharmacists all the time that I was actually told by a patient um, just about two months ago now was that you've always got to see a patient as a person first. And if you see a patient as a person first, then you're able to really get in there and provide that exceptional care and build that trusting relationship. And so that's probably been the highlight of my career so far is for a patient to actually recognize um, that we're trying to see them as people first and then look at them as a patient and see how we can help them enjoy their life a little bit better. And so we're able to do that in the community pharmacy setting. So, Randy, as you were talking about there, with um, it's very sad how all these pharmacy owners are, are starting to feel the pressures of, uh, of the pharmacy reimbursement side on um, the, the medicine part of the, the picture here. And so how can we help them better understand all the different services that we're offering to patients, and then how do we help them understand also how we can um, continue to tell our story through things of submitting uh, e-care plans, for instance. And I know that's a whole other topic, but um, that's how we get in there and and help our patients continue to come to our local pharmacies. The last thing I want to touch on is student pharmacists for the the future of community-based pharmacies. So I know we're we're all not getting any younger, so we've got to have people that um, are willing to pick up the torch and move forward with all these great services. And I tell you, it's as we get student pharmacists into the pharmacy currently, they're they're just blown away about the different different services that community pharmacies are providing to patients. They think it's just verification of the prescription. So it's so important at this point 
in time to be an educating student pharmacists on what all community pharmacies can do. Um, I think it's more exciting than ever. I mean, if I were a student pharmacist right now and I was considering ambulatory care versus um, another specialty that's still in the outpatient type setting, I would be most excited about community pharmacy. So that's, once again, how do we get out there and tell that that picture? Because um, just as Amcare pharmacists are able to provide all these great services, we're doing that same thing on the community side. And it's even building out further as we continue to have these payer conversations. And it's how do we come together and collaborate on services versus um, really striving for the provider status um, within the CPSN realm of things, even though we're still um, going for that. But how do we do with what we've got right now? And we can do so much already. So we've just got to help student pharmacists better understand that to get excited about community pharmacy. Well, I sure appreciate that. I tell you, it's exciting just listening to you. But, you know, what I think about as you're talking is we have a foundation already in community pharmacy to really build upon to to take advantage of this new evolving healthcare that's paying based upon value and, and quality. And the thing you talked about was we have access to patients. And that's something that's always been valuable to community pharmacy is we're there, right there in front of our patients. They can come. They, they don't have to make, you know, most times they don't have to make appointments that come into the pharmacy. Um, and so we have access to them. And as you said, you know, if you look at the number of touches that a community pharmacist may have with their patients up to 35 times a year compared to what it might be with a primary care uh, provider, I mean, that's pretty impressive. And then to me, you know, I always said that the, the product, the dispensing is what brings the patient in, but it's what you do when the patient's in there with the enhanced services that really helps them to optimize their medications. And But you have to take advantage, as you said, of your staff, making sure that your staff are doing the things that they need to be doing to free up you or the pharmacist to provide the services as well. So that's the foundation that I see. Now we already have some of the services such as delivery and and adherence packaging and other things that we're doing with our patients. Now, how do we build upon that, you know, to continue with this this future as well too? So one of the questions I have for you um, as you talk about this new role of community pharmacists and how excited you are about the future of it. You know, Cody, can you tell me just what you're hearing out there from a CPESN USA perspective? I think this is important for people to understand this. What you're hearing from a payer perspective and what are some of the different um, things you're hearing about as far as pharmacists and community pharmacy getting paid for patient care? Yeah, Randy, that's a, a, a great question. And as we've got these different luminaries across the country that are leading their local networks, once again, going back to that um, local relationship there so that they can build out the opportunity for the payers and then CPSN can help with that conversation. It's pretty incredible. Um, just thinking about one of the the different opportunities that is happening currently in a couple of the different states. And that is, how do we work as community pharmacy care managers, essentially, in what we're doing in the pharmacy? <clears throat> and so um, within this payer program that's currently going on, it's really incredible to see how all the puzzle pieces are fitting together. And so within um, this payer program, what's happening is that community pharmacies are are identifying what are the 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 issues that patients are really struggling with day in to day out, and if they're not able to um, 
eat, if they're not able to know that they have shelter, if they're worried about all these other big life events, then they're not even going to think twice about being adherent to their medications. And so that's something that community pharmacies, I know as I have conversations with patients, um, you just they just open up to you because they, they see you in the pharmacy, you're a familiar face, and they just want someone to talk with. And so um, through those conversations, you learn about all of these other um, issues that patients are dealing with outside of medications. And you're just like, how in the world do I help with all of these different things that are going on? So within this payer program, these pharmacies are getting paid a, pay, a per member per month payment, which is once again, outside of the, the uh, medicine uh, reimbursement side, it's in the, in the medical side, which is the, if you think about Medicare, that's the part A and B side of things. <clears throat> and so they're getting paid to identify uh, these different uh, issues that patients are experiencing, such as they have issues with obtaining enough food for their family for the month, or maybe they're not being able to afford their rent. And so it's just, they're finding out all these incredible issues. And I can tell you, this payer is very blown away from the information that the pharmacies are collecting. And so what they're doing at that point is getting this information into a documentation system, which we call the e-care plan, and that is being sent over to care managers um, within uh, the payers' uh, uh, staff. And so what the pharmacy is doing is being able to utilize that local relationship and identify these barriers to care and then helping them close the gap with other care team members. And so really it's it's just quite incredible to, to know that something like that is already happening. And so you can tell by um, talking with the leaders and pharmacy staff that they're just reinvigorated because all they do is here uh, in the pharmacy all day long, um, we got a post-edit reject. We're losing money on this drug. And, and so it's just hard to continue to stay in business. And so once you have a, a glimmer of hope and and what you're doing is actually making a difference on the other side of things, and you're actually getting paid and recognized for that, it, it, it helps a lot. And so within the payer aspect, it's just, like I said earlier, it's just incredible to see their eyes open um, throughout these conversations that we're having with them and showing these service set standards of saying, this is what community pharmacies can offer to you. It's not just dispensing medications. And their eyes just light up and they're just like, okay, how do we help this move along here? And so we've got all kinds of payers um, coming at us right now and us having these conversations with them to better help them understand the story of these community pharmacies and the great care that they're providing for their patients. Well, I appreciate that. And what I think what you're really demonstrating, too, with that, that answer, Cody, is that um, the evolving role of the community pharmacist. So not only do they have the access and they're providing the services that we've talked about, but they're also expanding to go beyond that to, to look at some of the other issues affecting the patients, such as social determinants of health. But it's also utilizing our staff in a different way, because I know that um, one of the big discussions with CPS and USA with some of the payer groups out there is, you know, community health workers and how do we train a staff member, whether it be a delivery driver, a technician, or someone else, to be a community health worker that can be that liaison between the healthcare system and, and the patient, um, because a lot of times they get lost within that whole you know complicated mess that's out there. But the other thing I think is important is that we're documenting you know, we're documenting the care that we provide to demonstrate our value. And I can tell you around the country that I've been, you know, those pharmacies that have been most successful are the ones that have that kind of a database of the 
type of care and the types of interventions they're making because that te- tells a heck of a story. Which leads into my 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 last question to you, uh, Cody, is you know we we hear about this flip the pharmacy, which is this wonderful um, partnership between CPSN USA and also with the Community Pharmacy Foundation in helping to transform pharmacies across the country. So tell me about what, how you think Flip the Pharmacy is impacting community-based pharmacies right now in this whole transformation process. Sure. Uh, as a resident, um, I was really inspired by CPSN USA, and I was just so excited um, to be next door, essentially, to what all was happening within the organization. And then came along um, a few years later, uh, the Flip the Pharmacy Initiative, and that lines up exactly with what CPSN US is, USA is doing, um, especially in my role as uh, best practices and quality assurance. It's just the perfect picture. And so um, within Flip the Pharmacy, uh, it's we've got over 500 pharmacies formally involved with the program and then also still influencing the the practice transformation that's happening within the other CPSN pharmacies that are not currently formally involved. So everyone within CPSN and um, really anybody that wants to, to follow along with us here can be um, working on transforming their practice. And so pharmacies have really always done care planning for patients. Uh, Maybe it's not a familiar word because that's on the medical side of things and not really sure what that means when we're just throwing that loose term out there. But it is uh, what we're talking about on this podcast today is um, we're we're helping closing those gaps of care and um, uh, making sure that patients are just getting the best services that they can possibly receive from a pharmacy. And that really goes a long way and so how do we start recognizing that those things that we're doing and services that we're providing are really making a difference for the patients? And I think we realize that. But once again, how do we continue to tell our story? And this is where Flip the Pharmacy comes into play and in, in helping pharmacies understand how do you start documenting care plans for patients? So we're focused on a couple of different things uh, with Flip the Pharmacy, and, and that's the workflow innovations, uh, which we are hopeful that pharmacies will merge that term with the patient care process um, very soon, um, because this exa- exactly what we're doing here is the process that we're providing within the pharmacy that is improving the patient's care. And so <clears throat> within um, this Flip the Pharmacy initiative, um, what we're doing, once again, is helping them understand how to document these um, e-care plans. And so that's part of this workflow innovation, too, is um, we, this is something totally new for us. The medical side, the, the clinics and all have been doing this for quite some time. And now you're asking us to start documenting this in within, within our systems in the pharmacy so that we can, number one, improve our workflow efficiencies. And I can see that happening at Moose Pharmacy already. Um, as we're continuing to document these e-care plans for patients. And then number two, uh, we're starting to tell our story. So within um, the e-care plan platforms, um, we're able to uh, capture this these services in a structured format that allows us to go to a payer or a partner and say, look at what all of these 2,500 pharmacies are doing um, for your beneficiaries. And so that really paints a different picture um, versus the current conversation that we're having. And so I can tell you from just hearing all the 
um, the, the coaches out there in the field and talking with some of the leaders, um, you can tell this is this project is already making a huge difference when we're 18 months into it being public facing here. Um, I was talking to one of the, the CPSN luminaries for a local network um, just a couple weeks ago, and she was just telling me how um, this is exactly how she envisioned pharmacy being um, at some point in her career, even though she never thought it would happen. And to hear that from someone who is um, at retirement age already, um, to see this already happening out there in the field is pretty, um, once again, incredible that something of this nature is happening across the country um, in many different states. And um, we're all learning together. And uh, the Flip the Pharmacy project, I think, is really going to continue to transform the practices and help leverage what community pharmacies are currently doing. And so um, payers are going to to better recognize all the services that you're doing just because we're helping you to care plan and document those care plans for patients in a more efficient manner so that we can, once again, prove our story to the providers um, and the patients and, um, uh, once again, the payers, too. I appreciate that, and and I want everybody to know too that flip the pharmacy, as Cody indicated, is although there's a formal program um, that is part of the CPSN USA, and and there's 28 network uh, right now networks within uh, the flip the pharmacy that are participating, but all these materials are um, actually on the flip the pharmacy webpage. Um, so anytime we have a, a change package or a, a workflow innovation um, that is put upon this uh, webpage because we're trying to impact pharmacists, community pharmacists across across the country, whether they're in this um, the Flip the Pharmacy or not. So the flipthepharmacy.com is the website for you to go to to learn more about Flip the Pharmacy and be able to access some of the materials. But it's very exciting to be a part of this. And I do think I totally agree with that, what you just said about that pharmacist, because uh, my whole career has been about how do we get to this point of helping to transform not just community pharmacy, but the the value statement that community pharmacy can bring to payers and and to patients and to the other stakeholders in healthcare. And for the first time in my career, I feel like everything's converging in a very positive way. That this this is going to happen. And so I'm very excited about the future, very positive about the future. We obviously have some challenging things to to address, and there's no doubt about that. But there's a heck of a lot more opportunity today than there was five years ago, and that opportunity continues to expand. So, Cody, do you have any final thoughts? Randy, uh, final thoughts here would be just keep doing what you're doing, um, essentially, and and be willing to to transform too. So, in in order for us to continue to have these fruitful conversations, um, we've got to be able to document these. Um, services that we're providing. Um, don't lose hope. Um, I know it's got to be a struggle. I'm not a pharmacy owner, but I can sympathize with you at least. Uh, it, it really breaks my heart when uh, in that uh, survey question that was released earlier this week where NCPA um, asked community pharmacies, um, what was your likelihood of um, closing your pharmacy in the next two years? And uh, it was just so sad to see that probably half of the respondents said, um, that it was likely or um, that there was it was more prevalent than ever. And so I would say to you, just keep doing what you're doing. Lean on those patient care um, uh, activities that you're doing every day and 
cling to those stories that you're hearing from the patients because if you can do that just a little while longer, um, even though I know the pressures are getting hard, I think the true value of your services are going to be recognized in the very near future so that you're going to be paid in a different way um, from payers and not just on the medical side, the medicine side of things there. All right. Well, thank you very much, Cody. And and I think one last comment I will make then is, you know, it, it's the value of, of doing this as a whole too, as a group. And that's the value of having a clinically integrated network such as CPSN, where you got 2,500 pharmacies that can go to a payer and say, hey, we can do this. We've got the coverage regionally and we can demonstrate the value of all the things that we're doing. So this is exciting times of Flip the Pharmacy, CPSN USA, and just practice transformation within community pharmacy. So, Cody, thank you very much, and we sure appreciate your energy and your excitement and your vision for the future, and we deeply appreciate all the effort that you're putting into it. You're a hard worker. I know that firsthand, and uh, I've been very impressed with your work ethic and just what you're trying to do to help uh, community pharmacy in general. So, Cody, thank you very much for your time today. Certainly, Randy. Thanks for having me on, and I appreciate you as a colleague. I've learned so much already, so I look forward to continuing that path. That sounds great. Well, you have a good weekend. You too. Thank you. The Thrive Subscribe podcast is brought to you by Thrive Pharmacy Transformations. Visit us online at tptransformations.com, where you can join our free community to inspire you, challenge you, and transform your pharmacy practice.